2: Welcome back to the show. It's hour two, everybody. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything entertainment. Coming up in about, I don't know, what do you think, uh, 10 minutes? We're going to take your calls. We've got lots of emails coming up, uh, or coming in rather, about things that you learned later in life. Maybe it's a little embarrassing. Maybe not. There's some things that we might learn. You want to do it after this segment?
0: Sure. Yeah, let's get out of this segment early so we leave enough time for it.
2: Oh, my God, I love that you just said that. It's probably not the best time to do it, but guess what? We're going to take our chances, everybody, okay?
0: Friends, it's just one of the things that you have to do. When you are like Donna and I, we are living in this experience. We do not claim to be perfect, and we just want to be
2: a part of it. Forget it. Let's do it right now. I'll do it right now. Let's do it. We're rebels. You can't stop us. We're just going to do it. Show meeting on the air.
0: Do you want me to read to you quickly a defense that um, ChatGPT just came up with against people like George R.R. Martin? (laughs) Listen, when it comes to ChatGPT, there's no need for thievery. It's more like a high-tech librarian. It hoards knowledge like a dragon guards its gold, but without the fire breathing. Sure, it borrows from the vast library of human texts, but it's like the best mixtape DJ. Takes bits and pieces and creates something new accusing chat gpt of stealing is like saying your grandma's secret apple pie recipe is theft because she read a cookbook once so relax folks this ai is more about remixing than robbing i rest my case
2: thank you that was
0: what, that was me asking chat gpt to come up with a defense against people like george rr R. martin saying that they steal things okay oh my gosh i am a part of the enemy
2: you definitely are
0: the the uh, calls that we would like to take, 651-641-1071, tell us something you learned a little bit late in life. This comes out of a Joy Behar story. What did she just learn, Donna?
2: Um, she had never heard of Area 51. So, she, I don't know. They were talking about those mummified alien corpses in uh-huh. Mexico. And Sarah, uh, H- Sarah Haynes said, everybody makes mistakes, okay? This time, they're mummified alien corp- uh, corpses... and they probably have them in area 51 everybody knows that and so behar joy behar said what what is that area 51 what's that and so
0: joy Joy behar seems well read been in a lot of conversations as well you know
2: i mean i don't know exactly what it is but i i know a little government
0: place where they
2: hide things that's it that's all i know I don't know the well, details, but anyway, so th- I thought that would be a fun little jumping off point to find out things that you learned later in life. So we got a bunch of emails coming in. Like Steve said, you could also call us
0: um,
2: 651-641-1071. Uh, that's based on an April Fool's joke. We'll get to that. Um, I'm 48, says David, and I didn't know craft Singles are not considered to be actual cheese and never was. True story, David.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a cheese product, I believe.
2: Like, you could tell... Sorry, I'm not shaming David. You could tell it's kind of... It, it doesn't have cheese texture, like normal cheese.
0: No, normal cheese isn't like, as floppy.
2: It, or as glossy.
0: Yeah, it's a high sheen, eggshell finish.
2: Right, right. So, that is fair, that's fair. Um, also, Becca said, it only occurred to me about a year ago that it's pay... Per view, I definitely Ugh. thought it was pay per view my entire life. Paper, bl- paper <laughs> view, and the reason <laughs> is, uh, she said I blame growing up in a frugal household where pay per view was a rich luxury, and we didn't know about it, let alone uh, let alone how to pronounce it. <laughs> I like this one from Linda. When I was a kid, I thought that grilled cheese sandwiches were girl cheese sandwiches. All right. In my family, I had three sisters, no brother. So obviously we couldn't have any boy cheese sandwiches. It wasn't until (laughs) I was in college eating in the dining hall with friends and talking about the day's meal choices when it became clear.
0: Oh, my God.
2: That I was misinformed. Do you guys
0: want a girl cheese? It kind of sounded like we slurred a little bit. Yeah. I want to defend Linda.
2: Okay. You know? Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Gretchen is hanging on.
0: Hey, Gretchen, welcome to the Don and Steve experience. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: We're doing really well. What Good. is something that you learned a little bit later in life that a bunch of other people already knew?
2: Well, you know in your car at your seatbelt, there's a little clip thing that you can make it go up and down to fit your shoulder better? Yeah. And I had no idea till just like the last car I had, really? Yeah, um, I didn't know you could adjust, adjust that. it. I I do, and I'm so grateful to know. I'm an old lady. No, <laughs> listen, it's okay That's to be true. vulnerable on this show.
0: I don't know if I know what she's talking about. Uh-huh. Does it oh, slide it's... on the piece of fabric, or is it attached to the wall of the car? It's a,
2: or, it's, it's attached the to the wall of the car where the seatbelt goes into the car itself and there's this little slide thing that goes up and down to fit your shoulder up and down the belt yeah okay to tighten it i don't think i knew that oh see don't feel bad gretchen
0: gretchen you just taught me something
2: well gretchen thank you for call calling you'll want to hear this next one because i think we're all going to learn something here Okay, this is coming from Sarah, who says, not me, but my partner just showed her last week that if you hold the one or the two or any number on the microwave Mm -hmm. microwave, you can just hold it and it will warm for that amount of minutes. You don't need to put in one zero zero two colon zero zero. You just press the number one.
0: I did not know that.
2: I thought that was only for certain microwaves. Like at the cabin, I just press the number one because it, there is no other option. It doesn't give you a digital thing. It just has the numbers one, two, three, four.
0: Interesting. Right. I just use the thirty-second thing now the and just automatic? hit it multiple times. So if I'm if I'm going to microwave something for like three minutes, popcorn, I just go beep 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 beep. Huh. That's inefficient.
2: Definitely. Faye says, I used to say it's 25 below windshield.
0: Sure. So that's wind chill.
2: I was 45 when I wrote about it in an email. And (laughs) my sister says, do you mean wind chill? Oh, no, Faye. So embarrassing. Uh, Let's go to Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Barbara, you get the last word.
0: Hi, Barbara. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I'm fine. Thank you.
0: All right. So tell us something that you learned a little later in life. Tennis shoe.
2: Okay. Oh wow. Tell
0: us about when you realized what it actually is.
2: Um, I'm sure I was well into my twenties, but I always referred to those shoes as tenor shoes. And my daughter not knowing, she picked up on it and she was doing a spelling test at school <laughs> and uh she thought the teacher put it in a sentence, tennis shoe. And she thought, oh, she talks funny. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote down T-E-N-N-E-R. Oh, wow. As you would. mortified she got that word wrong. But, yeah, tender <sighs> sheets, just like somebody says washing machine. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys are so much fun. Oh, my gosh. To listen. Oh, thank
0: Barbara, you so much. Thank, thank you. you, Barbara. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate that. That's a reasonable one, Tenor shoe. Yeah,
2: definitely. You know what? We have to go, but I want to read an email. It's very funny. It has to do with spiders. It's from Alyssa. We'll right. get to that and then maybe a little music news when we come right back. Sounds like a plan. Be right back. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk One oh seven one. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson.
0: What it do, cowgirl?
2: Okay. The hey, you know, before we went to break, we yeah. were talking about things you didn't realize till you were older in life. You guys got anything you want to share?
0: I, I have. This is a bummer. This happens a lot when I'm doing this show. I forget the things. There are many things I have learned late, hmm. and I
2: can't think of any. Donna, is that right?
0: <laughs> Do you have <laughs> any that come to mind for me?
2: How about how to pronounce? Thank you. Hey, Donna.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your impediment
1: shaming me.
2: Sorry. Mike?
1: Yeah, I got one that uh, we actually just talked about this individual a few days ago. Um, Tracy Chapman. Fantastic singer. Fantastic performer. You thought it was a dude, didn't you? My entire life, including up to midway through my DJing career, where we were playing Fast Car on a regular basis, (laughs) I literally was saying, and here he is. It's Tracy Chapman with Fast Car.
2: Oh, boy. This is
0: really, really good of you to share with. Yeah. This is good. You
2: know, I'm sure people have thought that before with, like, Michael Jackson back mm-hmm. in the day. There are people who sound like they could go either way. <laughs> you know what I, mean?
0: I I know what you mean, despite how that sounded.
2: Yeah, but, you know.
0: You got a fast car. It's, She's a a deep, it yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unique voice. It is. It's awesome. It's
1: incredible. But yeah, I just, Tracy well, is a name that could go either way as well. That's true. And I just uh, thought Tracy, Ch- I, yeah, that's the way I always felt it was.
0: You know. know, listen, no shame in that because as radio personalities, particularly back then, but still today, mm-hmm. somebody listens to you on the radio, they have a vision of what you are, what, what you, you look, look like, like, all of that. And that doesn't happen for me because of uh, my successful career in television but i would imagine for people like you respectfully that you know you, i i used to hear it and it's like oh that guy's got brown hair and it's probably like long down to his shoulders john klein of banana dawn from the b94 morning show in pittsburgh when i was a kid growing up i remember seeing them for the first time and i thought you have got to be kidding me not that they were bad looking but they weren't how i had conceived them to be in my head based on the sound of their voice and it's almost always disappointing
2: Wow. Because, no,
0: because <laughs> it is often so far from what you have imagined in your head.
2: Okay. So Save I- yourself. All right. I got to read this email All right. from Alyssa. Okay. It begins, ahoy, friends. I like it. Things I realized later in life. Okay, I'll summarize this. When she was a teenager, her bedroom was downstairs. Okay? The lower level of the house. Mm-hmm. Not the basement, below the basement, but the lower level. Okay. Um, And so her room was susceptible to spiders and she was terrified of them. So to kill them, I'd vacuum vacuum them up. Well, I was maybe 16 and my dad said, you know, in order to kill the spider, you need to run the vacuum for at least 10 minutes or it's going to crawl back out. So 15 years later, she's in her 30s, husband's out of town. She goes back to stay with her parents while he was out of town. She said, I'm a giant baby. I can't stay alone. <laughs> Lo and behold, I was in the shower. There was a giant daddy long legs yeah. mm-hmm. in the in the shower. I sighed. I grabbed the vacuum, vacuumed up the spider, and I left it running while I was washing my face for around 10 minutes to ensure the death of the spider and that it was permanent. <laughs> I get out of the shower. I notice my dad and my sister are sitting on the sofa, like shaking their shoulders. And that's when I found out that I had fallen for an April Fool's joke more than a decade ago, and I still (laughs) believed it. And to this day, even knowing it's fake, I still run the vacuum longer (laughs) to, you know, vacuum up a spider. Oh, that's adorable.
0: That's funny.
2: Uh, It wasn't until I was in my 50s, says Linda, that I learned that olives didn't grow with the pimentos in them.
0: <laughs> I don't even think I know what that means. You know
2: the little red thing, part of the green olive? Yeah. It's got like a little stuffed pimento in it. Hmm. It doesn't Does grow like that. Okay. <laughs> Somebody stuffs that in there.
0: Well, that's cool.
2: Uh, this don't is think good. I not knew
0: that. Crap, I'm learning a lot of things from <laughs> okay, this Okay, all right. Well,
2: let's continue then. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we've talked about this before. So if you're looking at your dashboard, okay. Mm-hmm. The little arrow next to the gas gauge icon tells you which side your gas tank is on.
0: That's a great thing. Yes, that's a good little. So hack that's to a know. good
2: tip. And if it doesn't have an arrow, it'll be the side that has the handle. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind
1: item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
2: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this
0: is
1: chris jenner
2: llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
1: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
2: you know the the handle there's a little icon and it has like still
0: an icon okay yes.
2: yes But sometimes there's not a little arrow that goes with it. It's just the side.
0: Arrow. It's particularly good if you're in a rental car. Otherwise Uh, I would just encourage you to use your memory. Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, how many of you dopes out there (laughs) just get to the gas station like, oh, I did it again. I get back in. I got
2: (laughs) Turn
0: around. (laughs) I
2: mean All right, I got another one for you. You may or may not know this. So Lori said it was a long time before I knew there were little tabs. On the ends of foil and waxed paper and saran wrap.
0: Yeah, this is good.
2: That when you push them in on the sides, it holds the roll in place.
0: Yeah, it'll keep it from when you do that big, long pull-out of saran wrap when the whole thing comes out, and then you're like, son of a gun, you feel like you're now trapped in fly paper all of a sudden. Right. This, you push those little perforated things in, same with a Reynolds wrap, and it's, it's great. It's a nice little hack. Also for parents with... With juice boxes, um, with their, giving them to their kids, the little rectangular ones, there are flaps up on the top side, and you just lift those out, and now your kid, instead of grabbing the, the rectangle, and they want to squeeze it all, and now it squirts everywhere, instead have them hold oh. it by these little handles. That's oh, what they're sure. made for. Nice.
2: Okay, yeah. that's good to know. And then finally, from our buddy Steve, probably 12 years ago, we took the kids to Florida. I think it was my wife's first time. We're driving around Merritt Island. Stopped to look at a bunch of flamingos. Um, Mm,
0: I know where this is going.
2: My wife said to me... uh,
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Can I guess? Was
2: overheard by the others around.
0: Did she think that flamingos only had one leg?
2: (laughs) (laughs) She said, isn't that sad? And I was like, what? He said those birds only have one leg. Steve <laughs> said, I should carry a notebook for all the quotes I hear, but my fanny pack has no room since I have that half palm fruit in there. I get it, that's an avocado joke, isn't it? So funny, anyway. That was fun.
0: That's funny, isn't right. that sad?
2: <laughs> Looking at a like, every single one of them is yes. born that way. That's funny. That's I do like term. flamingos; they're cute.
0: Yeah, they're interesting birds. They're interesting. Wonder how strong those legs are. You know, are they just like twigs?
2: They. I th- or do
0: they have bone structure to them?
2: I think they're really solid.
0: Oh, you do, huh? Kind of like thick, thick cartilage. Yes. Speaking of thick, thick cartilage, I'm getting hungry.
2: Ew, David. Let's do the
0: game thing oh, that we usually right. do here. You can play, if you'd like, 651-641-1071, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's a game we play every day at 1030, and we are going to play it next. Play along. Don and Steve, my talk. Friends, what's up? Stevie Boy from my buddies at Hassan Dinner Theaters. Uh, you know, it's. I just love what they do there. I love everything about it. Did You Know... Uh, In just a few days, they're going to mark their 55-year anniversary. How about that? It is a legacy theater company. They're right here in our own backyard. If you've not been out there lately, I want to encourage you, get your seats now for the exquisitely crafted fun evening that is Jersey Boys. And get yourself some great seats right now, too, before the holiday rush hits, okay? This is the word to the wise here. ShanhassonDT.com. You go there, get those tickets, because the holiday season starts revving up. Everybody wants to get tickets. Harder to get the seats that you want. Get them today. Uh, Jersey Boys, fantastic show. In addition, they've got an incredible concert series as well. Coming up, tributes to the Bee Gees, the band Heart, Queen, Michael Buble, Olivia Newton-John, Pink Floyd. I mean, just a crazy list there. And they do laughs every Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, that is Stevie Ray's comedy, Cabaret Improv Comedy. You dish up the ideas, they dish out the laughs. chan and Ditter Theaters.
2: Jerry Ray. Good morning. Ask Welcome roses. back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Mike the Big Zamboni with us as well. He is going to facilitate our contest. It's Time to go to college. College, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter.
1: Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. This is a big one. 97 wins for Steve. 96 wins for Donna. She has got a chance yes. to knot it all Woo. up today. I love it.
0: Hmm. You want to bet on something before the game? (laughs)
1: No! I don't know, I'm just trying to have fun. And uh, today is, uh, it's one of our states that we like to go through and celebrate. Usually Thursdays is when there's National, you know, This State Day. Uh, Today's National New York Day. I'm walking in. Here's the thing. I started looking up movies and, you know, TV shows set in New York. Um, According to IMDb, there's something around 400,000 of them.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah! According wow. to IMBD,
1: I think it was like 395,000 movies
0: were set in New York. Insane. There is, it, it feels like the best backdrop for a movie. Mm. Yeah. For a movie, more than more than L.A., more than Topeka, the list goes on.
1: So the category for today Topeka. is going to be movies set in New York, but not filmed in New York. Oh. So these are movies right. that you might be surprised after you think about it and look back at uh, watching these, that uh, these were actually not movies Shot in New York.
2: Wow! So
1: we will uh, play that today, and we've got Charlene to play with us.
2: Charlene. hi, <laughs> hi.
0: Hey, Charlene.
2: And I am you said it in a real good southern draw too. Where are you from? Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky, originally. Oh, oh okay. I love wow. it. Who knew?
0: What are, are you? Are you here in Minnesota now? Are you calling locally today? Yeah, I've, I've lived
1: up here for uh, about forty years now, but I'm still a southern girl.
0: Listen, and we still it. hear the Southern in you, Charlene, and so we love it. Don't cute. lose it. Um, all right. Well, with that, Charlene, our little Southern belle, it is time for you to decide if you would like to team up with Donna or with Steve. The topic, again, movies set in New York but not shot in New York. Who would you like to team up with? Okay, who's behind? Donna is one well, point behind. Donna's one point behind. We've been wagering. We've been doing some side bets. Both of us are starting to become gambling addicts. Um, but, you know, throughout the course of the year, I've won more of these than her, but it's very close today.
2: Okay, well, I, I think I'll go ahead with Donna. Yeah. All, right. All right, I'll be over. Bye.
1: Trying to get her to that tie of 97 wins. We'll see how Donna and Charlene can do on this one uh it again is movies uh, set in new york but not filmed in new york are you ready i think so all right let's get it going with this one here in the big budget 2005 remake of this classic monster movie the streets of new york recreated in new zealand even the final iconic empire state building scenes Kong. Don't let the name fool you. Scorsese chose to film the majority of this 2002 historical epic at Cineccia Studios in Italy.
2: Oh, shoot. 2002
1: uh, historical epic.
2: Historical Scorsese. Scorsese. I'm going to pass.
1: Again, despite the name, Wall Street was recreated in Toronto, Canada for the majority of the filming of this 2000 horror thriller starring Christian Bale.
2: Ah. Uh what say
1: that again uh, again despite the name wall street was recreated in toronto canada for the majority of the filming Ooh. all right we'll run through you got uh, charlene here to uh to help you out charlene she uh felt pretty confident i think good about king kong how'd you feel about that one
2: yeah, I I dad came down, but oh my gosh, the other two. I know let's very go, hard.
1: Let's go to the next one. Don't let the name fool you. Scorsese chose to film the majority of this two thousand two historical epic at Chinichia Studios in Italy.
2: Okay, based in New York, historical epic. Oh, I think I might know it now. Damn it. Ah! And I, and- you oh gosh, and I have I have no idea it's,
1: a, it's okay. Let's let's move on to the next one. If you don't, do you have any guess for that one? Throw anything uh, out there.
2: Oh my gosh! And look, <laughs> if I wasn't on the air, I, I'd know this. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, I um.
1: That's all right. If you don't, we'll move on to the next okay. one here. Okay. Again, uh, despite the name, Wall Oh, St- Wait
2: a minute. Wait okay. Me, wait a minute. Is, is, it, is it games of New
0: York?
1: That's what you're going to change it to. Okay. You can change uh, it to yeah, that. Okay. The
0: second one we'll do games of New York. Okay. You're going to make that change.
1: You. That's let's, what I
2: was thinking. Let's go
1: to the third one. Okay. Okay. Here's here's the third one. Again, despite the name, Wall Street was recreated in Toronto, Canada, for the majority of the filming of this 2000 horror thriller starring Christian Bale. Any idea? 2,000? Christian Bale?
2: Mm-hmm. All right, we're taking a lot of time. Here. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. We yeah, got... i sorry. I, I, I can't Christian Bale. Man, I remember his Batman, but ooh. Okay. Let's see here. Well, I'm just going to
1: say Batman because I can't think of a while. There you go. That did. works. Sounds good. We'll put uh, Charlene back on hold. We'll go ahead and bring
0: Steve back in here. All right. Give me a minute, guys. I got to get Take my your stuff time. right here. All right. Uh, at one point, I glanced over. I see this video. And I thought, oh my gosh, Donna hit Powerball. <laughs> she looks so excited. I got a feeling Charlene came through for you.
2: Well, yeah. it's one of those things where I thought of the answer after the time ran out.
0: Oh, and then she said. And then what she you came, came through with say. what
2: I'm hoping is the correct answer.
0: Okay. We'll find out. Uh,
1: Steve, you ready to do this? I'm ready, man. Again, I'm movie, ready. Movies set in New York but not filmed in New York. Let's get it going with this one. In the big budget uh, 2005 remake of this classic monster movie, the streets of New York were recreated in New Zealand, even the final iconic Empire State Building scenes. King Kong. Don't let the name fool you. Scorsese chose to film the majority of this 2002 historical epic at Chinichilla Studios in Italy. Gangs of New York. Again, despite the name, Wall Street was recreated in Toronto, Canada for the majority of the filming of this 2000 horror thriller starring Christian Bale. 14 seconds.
0: The Machinist, American psycho, American psycho, that's what that is. Um huh. Gangs in New York. Is that a score says I'm going to stick with all those. Come on, man. All
2: right, this one's let's for the
1: kids. Run through the answers here in the big budget 2005 remake of this classic monster movie. The streets of New York recreated in New Zealand, even the final iconic Empire State Building scenes. That indeed was King Kong. Nice job. All right. Both got that. King Kong. You both got that one right. Nicely done. Let's move on to the next one. Don't let the name fool you. Scorsese chose to film the majority of this 2002 historical epic at Cinecida Studios in Italy. And that movie that Steve... And Charlene, each knew, was Gangs of New York. Nice job, Charlene. She was able to come up with Gangs of New York. Uh, That was well, well done. And uh, yeah, they actually, I think it was like 99 acres, they recreated a square mile of the five points of New York for the filming of that movie. Wow. Really, really crazy. All right, move on to the final one. Again, despite the name, Wall Street was recreated in Toronto, Canada for the majority of the filming of this 2000 horror thriller starring Christian Bale. I emphasize Canada because in the title, it's American Psycho. Steve Mm. got that one right for the win.
2: That was a horror movie? What was that about? Thriller horror
1: movie. He was like a Wall Street dude who listened to Huey Remember the, you like Huey Lewis in the News? That's what that's from. But it was a slasher film, essentially. Went around with an axe and killed a bunch of people.
2: Lovely. Sorry, Charlene. Charlene, we We feel badly about this. I I didn't think of that one either. That's all right. We got gangs of New York, and that would have driven Yay. me crazy if we didn't get that one right.
0: Uh, Charlene, listen, we're better off that you called in today. Thanks for calling. Thank you for listening.
2: Thank you guys. This was fun. Yay! Call, oh, we'll again. call again.
0: All um, of our losers get to call without having to sit out for thirty days, and you're a loser, Charlene, we don't and, and so you that well,
2: to uh, our uh, listeners. Uh,
0: I just mean, Charlene from
2: a, is lovely. I know. She, a southern belle.
0: Did you hear that? I mean, would you, just uh, somebody refill this marmalade as <laughs> I am it on this <laughs> sunshiny afternoon? I mean, she sounds delightful. Yeah. We need, Charlene needs a segment on the show where it's just like, what's up, Charlene? We'll work on the title. Okay. <laughs> but wow, she, I wish you, see, this is what I wish. I wish you had a an accent on him. I that isn't like it. theater and orange and Florida. <laughs> Something fun <laughs> and relatable that people like.
2: Wow. That's hurtful. Anyway, should we do uh, the two of us do the tiebreaker? Tiebreaker for funsies? Sure.
0: Sure, but we have to chime in like Charlene. Sounds good. We must say the answer in a Southern draw.
2: L. Drawl. All
0: right, here we go. Droll.
2: It is. Uh, uh, it's
0: drawl. Is it really? Drawl. Yes. Well, I'll be pucker me sideways. <laughs>
1: Let's go ahead and do this tiebreaker here. Actually, also starring a much younger Christian Bale, this 1992 historical musical was all shot exclusively at Universal Studios backlot in California. It was the first film shot on the New York Street set after the disastrous fire of 1999 or 1990. The movie tells the story of struggling newspaper hawkers.
0: Steve, Steve. Well, thank you for coming my way first and foremost. I would like to make my final answer that of newsies. Newsies, newsies is correct. Christian Bale was. The I didn't lead know that was a movie. Yep. Yes. I just thought that was Say a play.
2: A All right. Da-da-da. Good job, Stephen.
0: Started as a movie before it became a Broadway musical.
2: I did not know that. A
0: Disney movie, I believe. It is. Yep. Yeah, we watched that in history class in high school because it really talks about the the dueling strikes. Uh, Pulitzer and Hearst, they were running, you know, these dueling paper companies and they, they had strikes. Sure. Paper boys were like, we're not going to deliver the papers anymore.
2: That's right. I saw the play with you, I think at Chanhassen. Is that right? I think so, Steve. Bah.
0: Where to Donna? <laughs> where, where are you? At?
2: Well, listen, I'm going to take a little, take a little break. going to come back. There's a new documentary that I think you in particular would be interested in. Okay. All right. I'll tell you all about it. And it's dark. There's a dark side to
0: Oh, it. no.
2: Yep. And it involves toys. No. We'll get to that when we return on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1 where talk is fun. Yes. There's a new documentary that's coming to a theater near you.
0: Interesting. I thought this felt like this was going to be destined for home viewing.
2: I thought so too. So it is a documentary about the Cabbage Patch Kids. Okay. And... Maybe we could play the trailer. It's the story you never knew about the Cabbage Patch Kids' meteoric rise in popularity. It's called Billion Dollar Babies. The true story of the Cabbage Patch Kids. And it's going to tell you the story you never knew uncovering the dark side behind the beloved 90s children's doll. Mm. Okay, so before there was Black Friday, there was this toy craze that started it all and the new trailer teases um some of the you know craziness of it i think we could play the whole thing it's a, it's a couple minutes long but it's very interesting i think here we go kick it.
1: before there was black three friday three
2: people were injured on a busy black friday <laughs> I got my doll! I got my dog.
1: It wasn't always like this, but something happened in 1983. And we were never going back.
0: The intensity of this search for these dolls. A
2: full-grown woman taking a doll out
0: of a child's <laughs> head? They trampled everybody. The way in which
1: people reacted in stores, this was new.
2: What do we tell our little girl Christmas morning? What are we supposed to say? You've been good, but Santa ran short?
0: This is a story about the worst parts of capitalism.
2: This nice lady created these dolls. And then this guy comes along and he steals the idea. I don't know whether it's true or not true. Cabbage Patch Kids are original to Xavier. I used to think that it was illegal to talk about this when I was little. Anybody tells you, oh yeah, we knew this was gonna happen. You institutionalize them. I don't think there were any winners. The winner was money. (sighs) Is this an advertiser's dream come true or a nightmare? I was scared to death.
0: That's it. Mm. So, you know what this reminds me of? The Furby? Beanie Baby documentary. Oh,
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Same kind of
2: thing. This is coming out on November 24th, which of course is Black Friday.
0: day before my birthday.
2: And former Cabbage Patch owners can get involved with the documentary. You could submit photos of yourself with your dolls for a chance to be included during the closing credits.
0: Oh, that's cute.
2: And yeah, so apparently. Apparently, this was an artist, a woman, who came up with these renditions. And then some dude comes along and steals the whole idea oh, man. and creates this whole craze. <sighs> hmm. And by the way, you're hearing uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Connie Chung, you heard in that as well. huh? So the way, I guess the way people were reacting to these dolls in the stores was it was new sure it was like a new
0: the, it, thing. the the toy craze hadn't happened before correct now we're used to seeing people throw blows for a furby
2: right right people get trampled it's so dangerous
0: yeah oh my gosh
2: and then it not, you know it doesn't end with dolls then it ends with tvs on you know black friday and Apple have you ever, iPhones.
0: You ever stood in line for for Black Friday early in the morning?
2: Um, yeah, I
0: think I have. Or do you have people that do that? I for think
2: you? I stood in line when the Furby was very popular, and really? I had a friend visiting, and she has a son who's my godson, and she was like, "We got to try to get this thing for him." It's crazy what parents will do, yeah, just to make their kid happy with a toy.
0: Yeah, it is. It I- is, Donna.
2: I wonder why they never sued. Well, we're going to have to watch the movie to find out, I guess.
0: November 24th. Fun. That's a fun date for it to come out on Black Friday.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: That'll be right after uh, Thanksgiving. Actually, just the day before that.
2: Day after.
0: Yeah, right. Thanksgiving (laughs) will be the day before. I'm just looking at my calendar to make sure I have all this right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm trying to keep things organized in my head a little bit oh, okay. So that'll right, be fun. Good.
2: All right, great. That's my story. That and was I'll a good story. Did hey, you I... have a Cabbage Patch Kid, by the way?
0: Uh, no, my sister did.
2: Okay. Mike? Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Did not.
2: Well, you were just a little baby boo. And a lot Both of Teenage of
0: Mutant Ninja Turtles. A lot got of turtles. It. I got the van that threw the pizzas. Yep, me too. Oh, frick. Mm-hmm. And then I got a wrestling yeah. ring that, you know, I, I tried reliving this with my son. When he was a kid, I got him a wrestling ring, put the turnbuckles Mm -hmm. and the ropes all together. You got a ring, man. And now you got Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. And the way that they make it look in commercials versus the actual play, I was aware as a child as I played, like, okay, this is not how it looked on the commercial. (laughs) This is going to require leaning into the imagination station because... You know, it's hard to do a move at all. They're just action figures. But you know what? Yesterday I was playing Captain America with Dev. He's three and a half, almost four. He, watching his imagination with these little plastic figures is so fun to see it. So maybe sometimes with some twins, and at a certain age, you can just lean into it all. But those commercials, they put a full backdrop around Mm -hmm. the toy that they're selling you. Even that. The toy looks cooler on the commercial, Donna, when you bring it home and you set it in your dirty playroom where there's just messes everywhere, Cheerios on the floor, overturned furniture. You're like,
2: this does not feel like the commercial. This is so interesting to me because I have a brother, one brother. He's six years older. I don't ever remember him like playing with things that had to do with wrestling You know, and that was you know the eighties. Maybe he was too old.
0: He would have been too old. He would have been in the seventies. Yeah, you're probably right. It would have just been very territorial wrestling back then. Right, right. Eighties, eighties, and nineties was such a heyday for wrestling. Yeah.
2: Oh, this is very sad. Shauna said I had a Cabbage Patch doll. Okay. One time we were up at the cabin, and my brother filled. Is that what it says? Oh, she put my brother It was ketchup and shot it out of a slingshot.
0: Filled the Cabbage Patch doll up with ketchup and then shot the Cabbage Patch out of a slingshot. Aww. What is her brother, Dennis the Menace, who even has a slingshot? <laughs> I
2: know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, another person said I was seven for the most part of 1983, and I was completely swept up in the Cabbage Patch Kid madness My mom wasn't going to give in to paying more than retail for them, and she wasn't going to fight other moms in the store. So it took a bit for me to get one. I never had one, by the way. Thanks for asking. I remember hearing rumors of kids whose moms had gotten their hands on several of them to sell for two to four times the price. And the idea of getting into those magical bedrooms just to get a peek of one of those dolls was like an Indiana Jones daydream. Um uh, Margaret's name, doll's name was Evan. I will never forget him. I still have him in a box at my parents' house. Aw, that's sweet.
0: I just asked ChatGPT to write a sad story about a Cabbage Patch kid getting left out.
2: Steve, I think you're going to be canceled.
0: Um, here it is. Once in a bustling toy store not long, there was a forlorn Cabbage Patch kid named Kobe. He sat on the shelf. Watching other dolls find homes, but no one chose him. Days turned into weeks, and Kobe's yarn hair drooped, his button eyes grew dimmer. He longed for a child's embrace and whispered secrets, yet Kobe remained forgotten. A lonely reminder that, Donna, okay, sorry. a lonely reminder that sometimes even the sweetest souls go unnoticed. Aww. Thank you, Chat GPT.
2: Yeah, thanks, Chat GPT.
0: Just filled the crap out of this segment like that one mean brother filled up a Cabbage Patch Kid with ketchup. (laughs) Full circle, tied together.
2: Never had a Cabbage Patch Kid, never had a Barbie.
0: What kind of toys were you playing with as a kid? Aluminum cans?
2: Pretty much. Rocks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, board games. Yeah. I had a doll that was kind of Barbie-like, but she was just a bust. She was more like weird Barbie because I would cut her hair and put makeup on her and things like that.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, one of of my daughters has one of those so you can, like, practice doing hairstyles. Exactly. Scare the crap out of you if you don't know that it's in that room.
2: (laughs) And you go in and you
0: see what appears to be an adult, back of an adult head sitting in a chair. Yep. Scary.
2: All right, we gotta go. Hey, I got an interesting story. There are a couple of actors who think they might be brothers. Mm -hmm. Both very popular got that on the way and britney spears has a new book but her handlers might not be letting her promote it we'll explain when we come back after a dirt alert with mike